everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me as always is none other than my co-host, Avera. Hey guys, happy Friday, and uh, happy Friday the 13th. Ooh, yeah, dun, it, it's, dun, it's dun. just a normal... <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's just a normal January uh, January day. But that's okay. Hope everyone's having a nice day so far. Well, as long as your heads are intact. That is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, joining us as always is my interim coast, Noble. Yay! We got summer and it sucks. Well, we got summer here and it's between, mix, you know, being toasty and wet. So here it's not exactly making up its mind. No, but at least we've got summer. Yes, we have summer, but it's always the heat. Well, uh. got some interesting items for the week. Surprisingly, they've happened, so here we go. Let's get started with this first one. All right. M&Ms. Some time ago, we've covered the the recent changes in in Eminem's character design and what they represent in the a good number of episodes back on that podcast. Oh, now, oh no. They're um they've released uh, a female only special edition grab bag of candy featuring quote unquote lesbian green and brown chocolates as well as a new plus size purple suite that represents body positivity. Uh, you know, I think this is good marketing for them because if they're promoting body positivity as being large, I mean, selling candy is the way to go, especially with a <laughs> relatable mascot. Hey, good for them. Good idea. I'm sorry, but a, a company that produces chocolates, probably not the best one for body positivity. Oh, this is the perfect. This is what they want, right? Come on. Plus size candy. That's great for, for plus size customers. Candy too, like it's the fastest way to reach that state of being body positive. Oh, delicious, beautiful, right. and diverse. I love it. It's like all the wins, like check, win, addictive, win, perfect, you know, perfect marketing strategy, you know, perfect synergy between product and end goal. Tick. <laughs> yeah, and it's chocolate. That's that's perfect. <laughs> oh man, what were they thinking with this? See, last last time it was about the misogyny thing. Because they had the, the female M&Ms, they were fawning over the guys, right? They were trying to get their attention. That was the old one that they got all upset about. Yeah. Now yeah, they're just going full-blown lesbian. So, okay. So, <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Why is the color green and the color brown being associated with um, lesbians? Uh, I think it's because... Were they originally just the female M&Ms to begin with? That, that just might be a reason because traditionally that's what they were. I don't know. I think... On the, one of the headlines, um, purple was recently added in an mm -hmm. attempt to promote inclusivity. To Wait, royal yeah. purple. The royal color has been associated <laughs> with inclusivity. I mean, I'm sorry, but that just no, no. This this is for all there. the this is for all the purple people out there, of course, or those who identify as purple. Forgive me. <laughs> they got to be inclusive, right? <laughs> what were they What were they thinking? I mean, this is silly. Okay, let's sit down. Let's have a look at the um. Let's have a look at the packaging first. Lo and behold. Wait, nice. are they upside down on purpose? Yes, it says on oh. the tagline there: "Supporting women flipping the status quo." Okay. How? What it's if you're candy? allergic to peanuts? No. What? Wait. What is this? What is this supposed to mean? Are they? Are they donating some of their proceeds to like breast cancer, or like what's what's going on here? <laughs> Good one, Scott. Well, what's the message? Don't get it. They don't like the oh the Avatar people. Yeah, they have to have like the light blue M and Ms that with stripes on them for the Avatar people. Oh, what this? What the? Fuck? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Do you want to read this one? It, yeah. And going on, like, what we're looking at is, yeah. It's a bit... Yeah, this was kind of a bit, you know, on the nose from back then, this whole 
these three feet okay. down and chance and back in 2016. Is, who is this marketing to it exactly? Is this for kids? What, what, no, right? Who is this what, marketed to? Is this marketed yeah, to this is, kids? Is this oh. to women? No, this is like a, a fantasy for like, I don't know, old men with chocolate fetishes. <laughs> like, what? what is this marketing, man? Like... And even uh, then, this is one of those things that says it's not for men because it's 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 um, celebrating how women flip the status quo to succeed, apparently. But okay, women nope. have been succeeding for like hundreds of years. I mean, thousands yeah. of years as well. Do you know what this reminds me of? This is kind of like those marketing ads they do for cigarettes. You're an independent woman. Smoke such and such. You'll really turn heads. You know, like, that's what they used to do back in the day. Ooh, spooky. Or it's just more woke garbage. Because, I mean, M&Ms are just yummy. I don't, I don't know why they're, they're doing this. They're going this route. Uh, most of the time, companies like this do this just to sort of stir up some uh, trouble. That's all. Get some free the... marketing by people losing their shit. Where's the yellow and red guy? They were cool. They're the male M&Ms. They can't have the, the red one, the blue M&M, the yellow M&M, the orange M&M. Yeah, where'd they go? They're right. seen as toxic today. <laughs> toxic M&Ms. Yeah, that's not a good marketing idea. <laughs> not for candy? No, not at all. <laughs> toxic masculine M&Ms. Don't eat them. They're poison. All right, well, maybe this will improve sales. What do you think? I mean, apparently this is supposed to solve sexism. Okay. But it's M&M's, though. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Come on. It is. And... All right, so here's what they said on their official tweet, M&M's. We're celebrating women across the country who are flipping the status quo. Help us shine the spotlight by nominating a woman in your life who is breaking barriers and paving a new path. Wait, uh, 10000 to fund what? Their flip. What does that mean? Just... Here's $10,000 for being a good woman? Well, to support whatever the heck they're doing, that's against the railing against the supposed patriarchy. The hell is this? Mm -hmm. This is one of the weirdest ad campaigns I've ever seen. Who thought this was, like, a good idea? Oh, wait, I want to see the purple m and Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was All messed right. up, too. Then there's that tampon um, group. Okay, hi. The annuous member, Purple. Wait, has there never been a Purple M&M before? No, I think they were introduced it last year. Hmm. And this Purple one... Okay. So this one... what This is what the Purple one represents. Designed to represent acceptance of inclusivity, our newest member is known for her earnest self-expression. Keen self-awareness, authenticity, and confidence are the driving forces behind Purple's charm and quirky nature. Oh, man. That so is cringe. Associating black women with the color purple. Is, is that what that's trying to mean? Oh, goodness. This is creepy. More nuanced personalities. It's a freaking M&M! But okay, like, for their, their marketing, sure, she's a new character and whatnot. Yeah. Doesn't look all that unique, though. Literally just looks like an egg-shaped M&M with uh, white boots and gloves. Yeah. Yeah, they want, where the heck have all the feminine shoes gone? Only the brown ones wearing still it, the high heels. They gave her eyelashes and a little bit of lips to make it look female. That's what they did. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, she, and then she's like oblong, like the yellow guy and blue guy. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Why does that brown M&M look really angry? Look at that one. With the, the glasses. The boss bitch. Yeah, it's like, ugh, they're making me pose for this photo with these losers? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe I'm getting here. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So anyway, just as a whole thing, like regarding, you're right, Vera. Are they donating this to charity? Maybe they are. Yeah, it seems like they are indeed. From every flip pack will go to support the next generation of women flipping the script in creative (laughs) industries. Okay. So she is the music, and we are moving the needle. Don't know anything about that, but uh, interesting. Yeah. And, okay, some interesting live comments here first. Um, we'll go through one by one. Boombox, is the purple one grape flavored? <laughs> uh, it's, it's inspirational flavored. It's inclusivity. It's expression. It's all that stuff. And more. Wait, can you go back to the article for a second? I thought I saw something. Oh, okay, good. Never mind. Nothing. I'm not going to... For a second, when when they said uh, the Gina Davis Institute, I thought that yeah, said something the, else. Yeah, and gender in media and the female kind of collective. Oh, that, oh, that really sounds like it's one of those the specialist college <laughs> clubs that you see in college. Yeah, it sounds like one of those things you'd you'd waste your degree on. <laughs> yeah, like a, or you know, I'm a I'm part of this collective. We have oh, power, man. power for women. Yeah, through M and M's, guys. That's mm-hmm. you know, victory, right? Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah, it's crazy too. Like another live comment. No dragons, please. Thanks for tuning in. The way to solve sexism is don't be sexist. Ironically, the most sexist group is the oppressed group. It it always is. It always is. <laughs> but hey, they have a purple uh, and lesbian M&Ms now. So you know what? Screw you, patriarchy. Gonna flip them M&Ms on their heads. Really make a difference. You know, get more women to be all friggin' Oh, look at me! I'm a I'm a this lesbian boss bitch now. <laughs> You and know, the, the fact that is, <laughs> yeah, sorry, saying anything against this sort of thing, um, do we really thing. want these individuals being healthy that are pro this sort of crap? Ooh, ooh. I mean, clearly the the guys that you know, the companies they don't care. I mean, they're they're marketing to. No, I, I'm referring to the consumers. If the consumers want to turn around, buy and eat this sort of stuff, and just sort of bloat themselves up to the point where. They would get like what type two diabetes, um, you know, serious problems from having too much weight. Hey, that's that's their own fault. You know, my body, my choice, right? I mean, I want to be <laughs> until you crush someone in the street when you keel over. <laughs> in which case, you know, the puff, you know, the purple M M&M and M is just for you. Hey, stunning and brave. Okay, it's beautiful and authentic and self-expressive. And also inclusive. <laughs> yes, I'll crush everybody. I don't care what um, <laughs> what you are. And Isn't it weird are, though? Yeah. Isn't it like just such a weird thing that they think adding a new color M M&M, and M is somehow inclusive and that relates to like humans and diversity and crap? Like, how does that how does that make sense? The diversity crap doesn't matter, Avera. What matters is that they're trying to get people talking about M&M's. That's it. Oh, God. It's like Coca-Cola makes a new brand. We're inclusive now. It's, it's yeah, cinnamon flavored. Like, what? I think Coca-Cola, at least the way Coca-Cola handles flavors isn't like the way, you know, M&M's handles all that now. So... Just bring back Coke original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the end of the day, though, the million dollar question is, is it worth, if you are a woman, is it worth becoming an absolute woman just to flip the script? An absolute <laughs> unit by buying all these M&Ms? <laughs> oh my god, man. 
Sure. Sure, probably. Why yeah, not? Yeah, you stick it you stick it to the patriarchy. You become that exactly. absolute unit. <laughs> but in that sense though, but for us practical people, you know, what are some good alternatives to M&M's candies? I mean, you can have M&M's every now and then, like that's fine, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be eating M&M's like for a cause. You know, it's no. not like I'm I support this and that. No, yes, no, no, M&M's no, no, no. like that it gets weird like that. Actually, I would only actually eat the patriarchal M&M's, the red, blue, yellow and orange ones I mean. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that one last live comment just to Round this segment off, box cutter husky. B six hundred pounds in the elevator with some M and M's. I'm helping. (laughs) 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 Oh shit! (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know. So that is that, though. Remember, you know, choose your chocolates and your candy wisely. That's another the day. Now, next item on the docket. I'm sure you've heard the Velma thing making the rounds. For all the wrong reasons. Isn't that right, Avira? Why is she standing on the street alone? Well, um... Oh, goodness. There's, there's a lot of things wrong with, the, with this. Now, we did talk about this quite some time ago. Remember back in the day they had that show Scoob? Well, they right. cancelled that when season 2 was about 98% finished. I'll get into that in a little bit. And then we have this abomination who currently, I believe, it's at over 9,000 likes on YouTube. Their trailer that they just promoted about two days ago with over 200,000 dislikes. That's about a 20 to 1 ratio. No one likes this. Not even the critics. Not even like right. the woke critics. Like fifty like, percent. Look at this. This is scary. This is bad, dude. This is really bad. Like no one likes this. And this is a Scooby Doo spinoff without Scooby Doo. How can they? How dare they call this a reimagining of Scooby Doo when there's no Scooby? Oh, and also they they made Shaggy. Um, they renamed him Norville. It was the original name in the show. And uh, they made him black and addicted to weed. Isn't that just lovely? How inclusive, right? How progressive. It gets worse. It gets worse. But okay, do you want to like read on with this article? This is, this is really funny. I mean, yeah, given that only fifty critics only gave it 50% and the audience only gave like really that low, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. And it's and if you read on here, it's like sure there will be the usual diversity recasting haters, but if you watch the show itself, it feels like it's almost making fun of the shows that are do diversity casting or social messaging. Okay, I'm gonna stop there and say, cope. <laughs> no, it, it is that bad because people from both sides are hating it. People like on the woke side, like they're calling it racist, and I don't know. You can never win with these wackos, but this is what they're saying. I'm still confused as to why the fuck Velma has to be black. Because this is, uh, it goes on to say exactly why. Um, the show's creator, Mindy Kaling, um, th- this is like, like, that's her. This is her OC in this, in this show. Like, that's supposed to be her. This is a fan uh, Kind of, kind yeah. of like self-insertion sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Are that's what she did. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Oh no, no, no. And that's why no. they that's why they couldn't fire her or that's why she had final say over when they canceled the other show cuz she's producing oh. this and she's like the main voice actor. Yeah. This is like her show. So no one can really say anything. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck it, it, with gets, that. it gets deep, man. It really does. This is some bonkers stuff. <laughs> Check this out. I mean yeah, and and like some of the, you've been hearing questions and complaints, right? Like some about some of the writing, like the humor is not resonating with people, and and that's probably not. one of the reasons they're not liking it. Eh? When your head is that far up your ass, you're basically at your the bottom of your throat. 
Let's see. This show. This is a show that finally has Daphne and Velma share a kiss, and yet its potential liberal audience is writing it off because of how antagonistic it all feels. See, no one's happy with this. <laughs> like, no one. What are they trying to do here? What the heck? And where's Scooby, damn it? Boombox brought up an interesting, um, interesting thing. Hmm? No, sorry, Joseph. Wait, no, am I missing? Yeah, I was clicked on the wrong one. Great. Blackface Velma Yeah, see, that's what they did. They literally, like, because Shaggy in the show, we all know he's a pothead, right? He always got the munchies. He's always paranoid. You know, he thinks the dog can talk. He's crazy, right? And even the live-action movie, they poked fun at that, that he was smoking weed and whatever. But that's just Shaggy. You know, this came out in, like, the 60s. But now they legit just made him, like... And I'm pretty sure, isn't Daphne selling drugs in this, in, in this as well? I'm pretty sure she is. What? Oh, yeah, hang on. Um, no, wait, that can't, that does make total sense. I'm pretty sure either, yeah, Daphne's selling drugs, and uh, they made Fred a pompous, rich, white guy with a small penis. I'm not even making that up. That's a quote from the show. That so he's upset because he has a small know, penis. What are they saying? White men have... You know, little micro penises. I, I guess. Self, you know, I guess. Is that a racial slur against a particular group of people? Yep. Are they yep. trying to shift that now? Uh, <laughs> oh man. fuck! Again, who is this written for? Who, who wants to see this garbage? Well, clearly, <laughs> this isn't a child children's cartoon show. Oh no, no, it's meant to be like, like uh, an Adult Swim type of cartoon thing. You know, like uh, <laughs> like Family Guy, or well, not really like that, but you know, like like an animated adult-ish cartoon, like for teens and stuff. But it's just such trash. Mm. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's it's really crazy. Like you would think, if this wasn't real, and I saw like the Babylon Bee as a heading over this, I would be like, oh yeah, that, that this sounds like something completely ridiculous that can't possibly be a real thing but it actually yeah. is because it's 2023 this, this is the thing that's really bad is it when you can't tell if it's real or if it's just somebody <laughs> pulling a prank or a joke dude they turned shaggy black and made him a pothead what the fuck timeline is this <laughs> like what in a scooby spit-off show that's crazy i can't believe they actually did that that is so insane that sounds like something adult swim would do though like for a parody okay. I can understand modernizing um, the whole Scooby-Doo thing and try to reboot the franchise. Oh, dude, they did Mystery Incorporated? That was incredible. You ever see that series? Yeah. Really good stuff. I mean, for today. I mean, I mean that this. was only a few years ago. It was like 2010s, right? It was still pretty good. I mean, for 2020. <laughs> yeah, right. Just a couple of years, things have uh, changed a bit. Ah, jeez. Look, I understand if this voice actor is a member of, like, the uh, white supremacists or something, but, you know, please keep this sort of stuff out of your whole sort of uh, cartoons for everyone to enjoy. It's not enjoyable for majority of people out there that actually want to have some fun. Ugh. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was either... It was one of these two shows. It was, it was either Scoob like the original one we were talking about before, or it was this show, where they said that the kids are no longer going to be working with the police because they don't like the police. Was it this show? Do you remember us talking about that at all? It might have been the other one. I don't Maybe it was something that. else. No, it was, well, it was definitely one of the Scooby spinoffs because it was like, you know, at the end of each episode, originally, the kids would always call the sheriff and, you know, oh, and you meddling kids and all that crap. But now it seems like they don't want to do that anymore. So what happens if they catch somebody? What do they do with them? Do they just you know, drag them out to the bush and put a bullet between the head? Between no, the eyes, they, they call a social worker. They'd work out their problems and everyone will go home. <laughs> right? So if the no, person I don't, I don't is basically a psychopath that likes killing people, they're just going to send them to a psychologist. You know, I don't know what their plan was with that. I never actually bothered to watch an episode to see how they go about it. So that's why I'm thinking it might be this show. 
or maybe it's maybe it's like kids or, or maybe it's it's not even that maybe it's actually like real ghosts and real monsters where they have to like i don't know summon them back to a, a magic book or oh, something you know you like maybe maybe if... they're actually just literally killing zombies i mean they might do that too they had zombies already in the movie could you imagine if they actually had uh, Velva instead of being technologically sound, magically sound, having actual magical powers? Yeah, like as a witch or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, no, a witch in training because of her age, but... Okay. Supposed age. But no, no seriously, that would be fun. That would be interesting. I mean, they've, they've done wizard magic and stuff like that in Scooby before, you know, different spinoffs or whatever. Oh ghoul yeah, school but... was, ghoul school was a cool one. I liked uh, Witch's Ghost. That was uh... with Thorn and the Hex Girls. Oh, classic, man! So classic. There's an episode of Pokemon X and Y where Clanet has uh, he's, he's got magic and not technology, but instead of being basically a complete loaf where everything blows up in his face and everybody else's <laughs> face, he's actually really good. Oh yeah, Team Rocket go around beating up bad guys. That was funny. Now, I'm surprised they don't do something like that with Scooby Doo. Well, they've, they've, you know, over the decades, they've experimented with some different stuff. I mean, hell, they've they've had the Globetrotters on there at one point. They, they definitely do a lot, you know? I think they met the Adams family at one point. Jeez, uh, what else did they do? They met freaking, uh, like, wrestlers. Like a bodybuilder or something? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah they, they have, they have. They met, like, wrestlers really? and stuff. And, like, yeah. Yeah, they did. I missed the... I missed the Johnny Bravo crossover. That one was funny. No, that was great. I love Johnny Bravo. But, uh, getting back to this, though, I don't think we're really going to ever see anything like Johnny Bravo. Probably never, because he's so misogynistic and evil and terrible. He's thick as a brick. <laughs> oh, I know. It's hilarious. I love it. So Velma's been oh. out for two episodes, and it's already... No one wants to see this. So what do you think they're going to do? I think if I'm, well, if I'm really going to be honest, they either A, the creator will milk it and try to get pull in for a second season, or B, they'll just scrap it after this season. Just down the memory hole, right? Just forget yeah, about like it. Same, it never the happened. Same way, the same way that shows like Resident Evil happened, you know, scrapped it after one season. <laughs> yeah, and that's a real shame with Resident Evil, too. And that, that's really a bummer. What was that actor's name? The father? The one that was cloned all the time. The actor, I don't know. I don't know, but the fact of the matter is, you, this is why you do not put furry stuff into your dialogue and have actors say it unironically. I really am pissed because that actor was that actor is really good. He really plays it well, but he just had such terrible yeah. so, writing to go from. He knew. I think they're going to double down and make something worse. Yay! Maybe they'll kill it off for about a decade. No, Inu's right, because this is what they do. I've been so surprised. It's like It seems like every... The past couple of years, just when you think it can't get any more bonkers, it does somehow. <laughs> like, the, the, yeah. Yeah, and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to get crazier. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like we haven't, like you said, we ain't seen nothing yet, and the amount of clown in clown world is just going to be more and more intensified. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if last week was to go by where we talked about the Joker being a pregnant man, then oh god, yeah, who knows what kind of horrors await us <laughs> as we go down venturing down this year? So. Oh. Yeah, but you know the show ain't over yet, so might as well enjoy it while we're still on this world. All right, so next item. Um, okay, big question. Show of hands or post in the comments if you are excited for Hogwarts Legacy. No. Well. Truth be told, I'm just kind of a bit uh, about it because one, I dislike Harry Potter with a burning passion. So I'm like, WTF, I love Harry Potter now. Anyway. Um, I'm probably 
not gonna play it unless it's like at a friend's house or something. I'm not gonna like take my time to actually whatever. But it does look kind of cool, though. I'm not gonna lie. And it seems like there's already a lot of hype for it. Right, and it's so much hype that it's the best-selling game on Steam by a full month early, owing to nothing but pre-orders. Look at the wow. look at this. You know, top sellers on Steam, top sellers by revenue. One, the Steam Deck. That's the piece of hardware. Counter-Strike Go, free to play, of mm -hmm. course. Free, Hogwarts Legacy. It shot up twenty nine space, you know, positions, and now it's just up, 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 up. Wow! So, what what is it about it that makes so many people want to get this? Interesting. It's a. Uh, I mean, yes, granted, it is a Harry Potter, a game set in the Harry Potter, Harry Potter verse, mm -hmm. the world that, and the controversy has been about is a playing it, buying it, covering the game amounts of proxy support. For the creator of the Harry Potter universe, J.K. Rowling. Ah, there it is. So she has repeatedly expressed anti-trans views on social media. So just because of that perceived idea that J.K. Rowling has to be cancelled, you know, God forbid she has opinions, right? And this is the what the top-selling game on Steam, right? Aside from their own hardware. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure, like you know, even on PlayStation, it'll still, you know, it'll still be super popular on consoles. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But but look at the, look at the contrast here. You see things like getting woke and obviously going broke, like that TV show, and then you have something like this, where the it's this the swing of the audience. This is like what people want. You know, they're so sick of this woke crap that they're actually gravitating towards. You know, normal content, I guess. Or even games that, like, people who just basically are based enough to say, nope, fuck you, this is this is how it is, this is the truth, this is the way the, the thing goes world, and these are immutable facts. Yeah. So, <laughs> how dare you? Oh, yeah, they're boycotting the game. Why? And you're you're somewhat like, important. On the Steam listings, the game, like, people have been putting, these SJWs are tagging the game in an effort to um, dissuade people from buying it, they put in tags like villain protagonist, NSFW, and capitalism. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Please, please, just hang on. Are they stating that Hogwarts is not safe for work? That's the, they are tagging the game as NSFW on the Steam listing in a... Um, in an effort to dissuade people from buying it. Yeah, I, I would estimate right. they're, they're doing that to get it flagged, probably. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Um, down. Does anyone not realize that by labeling something as adult, it's going to make people want to buy it more? That seems to be the case, especially with the whole... What, what do they mean, capitalism? Do they see that as an insult? They are, you goddamn capitalisms! God. <laughs> like, what the heck? What, what, what was that? That's weird. I don't. I don't see how that dissuades anyone from anything. I just think it's funny that they would say that because they're crazy. Mm -hmm. But this, you know, what it seems like this game, this Hogwarts Legacy, maybe it's actually not all about that crazy woke agenda. Maybe it's just going to be a fun game with magic and wizards and dragons and crap. Right. That'll the, be fun. The spirit. Of the Harry Potter series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. You know, some Diagon Alley and flu powder in there, all that fun stuff. Yeah. But without the race swapping and the the gay characters and all the I weirdness mean, going on. The fact of the matter is, I mean, you you still lose it. Like, I'm sure I haven't seen much of the game yet. Like, it's because it's kind of just not interested me. But now I guess my eyes, are, you know, my curiosity is peaked. So again, you know, character creators probably and stuff, but at the end of the day, you know, it's one of those things like you have either it's like, you know, people just basically got on the train saying, you know, JK Rowling did a bad, bad. We must cancel this game. Uh, yeah, no, she she didn't do a bad, bad. She just got canceled by the wackadoodles who don't understand like reality. Yeah. No, she now, didn't do anything wrong. The thing is, J.K. Rowling didn't do anything wrong, and that 
she had no direct in the game, no direct involvement in the game. It was not a new story from her. So but... again, it's the same story too, like Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. You know, Tolkien wasn't involved in the writing. It's just, yeah, it's very much a big artistic liberty project that was, you know, with the spirit of Harry Potter. Yeah, but do you think the people that are hashtagging this capitalist really care? No. No, they no. don't. They probably don't even know about this. They're just like, oh, yep, Harry Potter, her, evil, bad. Twitter told me so. Yeah. yeah. And in that sense, though, it's like, if you so much as do all of these things, like play, you know, play the game, buy the game, you know, do a do a YouTube let's play of the game. Support you know, cover it, whatever. You're supporting the evil, you know, anti forty percenter agenda. <laughs> uh you know, I I did see something briefly about this game. It was uh, a combat review, and it looked pretty cool. Not gonna lie, it was uh like a, a wizard like fighting a troll with like they're they're blasting lightning from their wand. Like it looked pretty freaking sick. I don't know. I I I'd give it a shot if like I I could play it, like, but I, I mean, don't have could, Steam, so. Or you could, you could, like I said, you could get your hands on a Steam Deck these days. You don't need a super fancy schmancy PC. I mean, I'm definitely going to be interested in looking into what the game's all about because if it's literally like the top seller here, there, there's got to be something to it, right? Plus, there's also yeah. a lot of Harry Potter fans out there who just want more content, so that's another thing too. I happen to really like Harry Potter, so I'm interested in this. I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, just yeah. give it a shot. Hey, why not? All right. And on that, yeah. On that same note, like, it's so crazy to the point, like, while we're on the same tangent, related but not completely, like, we've seen people get fired, like, over that sort of thing, like, for their beliefs or even supporting Hogwarts Legacy. Like, for example, Limited Run Games fires community managers over their Twitter account because this person's Twitter account ex-employee Kara Lynn followed some pretty, you know, conservative Twitter accounts and supported, you know, and expressed excitement for playing for playing the upcoming Hogwarts Legacy. And so because of that, gone, you're out the door. Wow, some users consider the game transphobic. Get the hell out of here. What is this? Whoa, my God. Okay, this is really bonkers, guys. Yeah. Like what, so what? They, yeah, if, they if like support, the tweet? Uh, yeah, or even if you follow, if you so much as follow, you know, conservative Twitter, Twitter accounts or support Hogwarts Legacy, like you want to get, you want to play the game, it could cost you a job, but is, you know, is Hogwarts Legacy worth your job? This is getting out of hand. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an existential question, I understand. By the same token, you know, it's really just way out of hand. Yeah, this really is getting crazy. You know, they say that there's not a cancel mob coming after conservatives. Yeah, I called BS on that. Yeah, there definitely is. Look at this is nonsense. Who, who is this person? Like their manager? Uh, yeah, community manager, Kara Lynn. What the, the hell? Yeah. You do not follow what we want you to follow. You must think like us. <laughs> Jeez, that is spooky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, imagine that. It's very, very spooky, though. But you know what, though? I know. It really does seem kind of tempting, though. It's like... I know I understand it's a Harry Potter game, but to get back to the whole thing, it's... You know, like, these days, you know, games are also being complained about for all, a myriad of crazy, crazy reasons, you know? Remember the other, you know, other episode, you know, Final Fantasy 16 got covered because it was too authentic for being inspired by European, you know, medieval European cultures and being overwhelmingly white, despite the developers being Japanese. Yeah, that was a weird criticism. 
Yet they do it with Pokemon, and it's perfectly fine. But is but Pokemon's animated by Japanese, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it the is. Developers, the games are developed by the Japanese. The animation okay. is done by the Japanese. But the, con- now, the the games are more like lately getting based in uh, non-Japanese regions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sword and Shield was England. Yeah, definitely. And you know the new one, Scarlet and Violet, are based on like Spanish regions, possibly Mexico. Yep. That's cool. We, now, we have to get to a point where this is not a, seen as a bad thing. No. It's not. And if someone of a different race wants to make a game or something in a different culture that's out there, is okay, well, so? Like, is that, why is that bad? I, I don't know. I, it's just goofy. But yeah. Anyway, on that same note, though, um, who's excited for it? Though, just just as a round out thing. I don't mind watching the Harry Potter movies, but that's about it. I'm not going to be playing the game. No, right. Although the I'm drama scared. in this whole thing's just been oozing it's, with entertainment. Yeah, it's contrived because of not the opinions of the author herself, even though she herself has not doesn't even have a hand in the game. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm probably not going to be playing this one. Um, I, I like the original like Harry Potter movies. The whole Fantastic Beast things, I didn't even watch. I, I think I watched maybe one of them, but it wasn't really my thing. There are a few games, like Harry Potter games, that I did play that I really liked, but that was from like Game Boy Advance times and like PlayStation 1 times. I haven't really played anything else since, so I think it's kind of past my uh, my interest, really. I like the original movies and books, like, don't get me wrong, but eh, any of the new stuff they got coming out, I don't know. Yeah, like, again, as somebody who doesn't like Harry Potter a lot, then it's, you know... The game does look kind of cool, though, not gonna lie. <laughs> like, if I got an opportunity yeah. to play it, I'd give it a shot. Yeah, and I think all this outrage has just kind of made me, you know, a bit more open to seeing it. But yeah, NSFW. <laughs> it's yeah. really like something suitable for wizards. Oh, jeez, that's a strange tactic, though. I've never seen him do something like that before. I'm sure there's other weird hashtags he try to attach it with, you know, transphobic and all that stupid crap, right? Trigger word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or like some kind of like psychological horror. <laughs> I reckon that might be a one. Yeah. Mm-mm. But yeah. So, um, box got husky life comment. I can't wait for Pokemon game based in backwards Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, what kind of Pokemon would they have there? Like swamp Pokemon? Okay, uh, oh, if or you want some Pokemon. Set a Pokemon game in Louisiana, please. <laughs> what about California? Hmm. I'm sure they have a lot of fire Pokemon there. Yeah. Definitely a lot of fire types in, in California. But Oklahoma is like a lot. What? Oklahoma's majority, like gr- the grasslands plains, like it's the Great Plains. Does anyone uh, yeah. find it, uh, is anyone finding it ironic how. Scooby Doo franchise is basically going belly up while uh, Harry Potter is basically going the other way. Yeah, it seems like they're doing pretty good with their pre orders already for Harry Potter. With with Scooby, ah, oh, that's just so sad. Like mm-hmm. 1969, how long ago was that? Like over, like, that's what, like 50, 50 years? 50 years and a bit. Wow. That's how long Scooby Doo has been around. And now, now look at what we have. Imagine watching like the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? I mean, that was those are the days, man. Hanna Barbera. And now we have Fred as a small penis. 
<laughs> what the hell? What happened? <laughs> like, what is going on here? Ah, oh, that's just so crazy. Everything about it is crazy for sure, but but just wow. All right. I feel like they really could make a cool, like for adults cartoon Scooby Doo, only make it like almost like the Twilight Zone kind of thing, like legit spooky, you know, mm-hmm. but like with adult humor thrown in there, and it doesn't have to be all this woke political bullshit. It could just be like a legit spooky animated series. That'd be really interesting. Could be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like Scooby-Doo normally, but just darker. Unfortunately, when you want to make propaganda, you have to sacrifice on a good story. (sighs) Yeah. All right. I think we definitely have another story in the midst of it, and it's been making the rounds as well. If you're also, especially more so if you're a fan of old school tabletop gaming. Mm. Or even old school RPGs. Right. Dungeons and Dragons has been in the news because they have come out with a revision or a new thing called the OGL. They're open. A license that basically allows you to, um, you know, to create Dungeons and Dragons, you know, the OGL, the open gaming license. That allows you to, um, you know, to produce fresh new Dungeons and Dragons content with the approval of it, and it's basically creating an uproar. If this was still popular, people would be making a shit ton of porn and making it, um, yeah. <laughs> oh man! If they Wait, did so are they like, trying? Are they making this like an open answer. world where anyone can program parts of the game? Or like you know, write a what, write your own little you know Dungeons and Dragons thing that will just you know with the OGL. But now the the way they've handled it has made it like they've kind of blocked out the small time creator. Uh, so basically, what that means is you know they've kind of locked them out, and now you know Dungeons and Dragons are just basically like you know you can't have a thing you know, of it. Oh, it's basically a licensing thing. The OGL would force any creator making more than $50,000 to report their earnings to Wizards of the Coast. Earning over $750,000 would have to pay a 25% royalty. Damn, what creator is making over $750,000? I want to work there. Now, that's actually interesting because it doesn't particularly state if it's uh, the material that they make, that they earn from, or if it's all up, or everything they earn Gross from revenue. everywhere. That's the thing. Oh, no! Yeah, that's going to piss people off. What about the 50000 It doesn't. It doesn't say that there. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars of gross revenue you have to report their earnings. So that's that means oh oh, oh yes, okay. is what become an unofficially become the tax office. So from now on, no one's going to be able to do. No one's going to want to touch D and D stuff. No, they, <laughs> oh boy. No, they, they'll play the game. They'll play the established content, like you know, the fifth edition, the fourth edition, all that stuff. You know, the Pathfinder games, Neverwinter Nights, all that stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to making new Dungeons and Dragons content, you know, you have to learn how to hide your money from the tax man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What the heck? Twenty-five percent royalty? Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah. So basically, this means like if you, you know, if you somehow, if your new dra- Dungeons and Dragons campaign strikes it rich and all that, like whatever, it, whatever's in it, then you know. Then they basically just take it all away from you. Most of it. Well, yes. a lot of it. A third of it. That's, that's ridiculous, man. That's crazy. Well, look, it's licensing. Okay. That's, that's, uh, yeah. That's still, that's still, that's not really, I mean, it, it's not the numbers I would have chosen. If I was like the CEO of, of this place, I wouldn't have chosen 25%. That's way too, that's high. Cause I want people to be creative and actually like do things. You know, to promote the game, of course. They don't want to, like, cut people out. Yeah, but even then, you know, first things first, you know, 
well, from a from a content creator standpoint, you know, it's like the thing that irritates York. me is that this story doesn't um, new story doesn't actually clarify if it's uh, the amount that you make all up or if it's just from earnings from the material that is D and D. Well, they said it didn't include profit. Just revenue. So, I mean, if it's gross revenue, it would be just like what before tax and hmm. all that. So, and then that's what it basically is is just again like a kind of like a licensing thing that you know to prevent them from using stealing Wizards of the Coast work. And you know, at that point, you just realize you've kind of fucked up. Can you imagine but, if this happened with Pokemon? No, right. no. Yeah. Now let's imagine for a sec. Like, if you decide to make, you know, a new generation of Pokemon, which a lot of people do and love doing, and then they, you know, they make a new game out of, out of it, right? What do you think is going to happen, Noble? If they had the OGL in Pokemon? Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, you basically have to, you know, pay up royalties and all that for, you know, for your designs or whatever have you. So, but it's not all too bad though. Like people are revolting from this sort of thing. Like they're leaving Dungeons and Dragons over the whole what they've just pulled off. Well, didn't they already make it as woke as possible? Right. Like. Oh yeah, know, they did. Like the fifth edition has all these stuff, you know. They're trying to send the, you know, sanitize the orcs. <laughs> They've tried to, um, you know, add things like combat wheelchairs and stuff to make it more accessible and inclusive. Combat wheelchairs. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I don't think in in that world anyone in a wheelchair is going to be going off to combat. Uh, no. Especially not with all that stuff. Like, well, imagine trying to fit a crossbow in there just so you could, you know. My goodness, yeah, that was that was that was crazy. Yeah, but I I wonder if it's recently that, you know, Dungeons and Dragons specifically, like that property has been losing quite a bit of money and members, you know, over the last few quarters. I'm guessing is why they're making this desperate move, right? They're trying to get income any way that they can. Weren't they also doing something with NFTs? I think they tried to get into that market, yeah, but it didn't really work out so well. Gee, I wonder why. Because that that literally crashed and burned. It, it was it was popular for like what two or three months, the whole NFT craze, and now it's now it's all trash and no one wants it. You know, people spent like ten thousand dollars on a freaking digital sticker. Now it's worth like negative four cents. So embarrassing. You basically have to pay, you know, do the other stuff to get there. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. What a waste. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking that they're probably at this point getting kind of desperate. They've made a lot of very not okay business decisions that negatively affected them. Yeah, and not to mention the whole, you know, the fifth edition being what it is. Like, Yeah, that probably hurt their business too, because yeah. normal gamers don't want to see that crap. So... Yeah, the, the OGL, the license, the old agreement was, you know, outside designers, you know, designers outside of Dungeons & Dragons could make adventures and rules, all that stuff, any, any way, anything, or anyhow, keep all their profits. This new agreement, you know, Wizards of the Coast has gets partial ownership of these new properties and, to dem- and the ability to demand a share of the profits. So, again, that's where the royalties thing comes in. Ah, uh, hold on. This is interesting. It sounds like they're so fucking slack and lazy without not knowing what to come up with. They're just going to let the public do it and then uh, profit from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems exactly like what they're well, doing. Not, now, that, oh. that is actually some good reading between the lines. I mean, yeah, they just sit back and just rake it in. That's exactly what they're doing. Maybe they should just open source it. At, oh. that point, at that point, it would actually be a better idea to open source Dungeons and Dragons that rather than you know strong arming the little man. Mm. So, at, yeah, 
But again, like imagine that, like if the ramifications for this sort of thing were applied to like big popular, you know, names and stuff, or fan, you know, any kind of fan work, then yeah, it's going to be really mess. All right, well, interesting line comment just as a side thing from Inu. Hey, my campaign ended when everyone switched their characters to military cat people. I'm like, hey, I'm the furry. What the hell? <laughs> oh, dude, no way. No, I'm a furry. <laughs> Everyone's a furry now. <laughs> Were there any hairballs? <laughs> well, you'd be the only wolf there, though, right? Like, one that's... canine amongst all the cats. I Oof, mean, the um, thing is, one of the Dungeons and Dragons things, there's a race of people, the Kitsune people. So, mm. yes, they are legitimately fox people, so make of that what you will. <laughs> Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I know, so Dungeons and Dragons has always had this kind of low-key furry appeal. It's just that, you know, it's there, but all the same, it's one of those things, too. <sighs> For context, you know, said I was a halfling. So it's like half, you know... Oh, like like an anthropad. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, like a half thing and a half and half. Like, because halflings are just half, you know, mixed race. That's what they'd call them. All right. But, yeah. Good night, Inu. See you later. Night. All right. So, I reckon that's um that's pretty much a wild ride for this week, don't you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of new stuffs going on for the new year. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm thinking I might need to start wearing uh, some elbow pads, knee pads, and a pretty dense helmet with all the just how far we're being rolled around with all this. Hey, don't forget to line your helmet with foil. <laughs> but yeah, like I think I I might need a padded room and like. I need some sort of insulation to protect me from clown world. Sort of thing. Like, don't leave home without your jacket. Sort of thing. But, yeah. So, I know. Interesting lot of stories for this week. Crazy, crazy stuff. But, who'd like to um, just say a closing statement for this sort of stuff that's happened this week? All I'm going to say is try not to hit yourself in the head too hard or hit the brick wall too much because you'll give yourself a serious concussion. <laughs> well, well um, I do have some faith in humanity when we see the trends of like where the pros and cons of things are going. Like I said, um, the whole Hogwarts legacy thing, we see most people are really interested in that, which is a positive audience feedback. Another thing is the whole M&M's thing, which no one seems to like. And the whole Velma thing, too. Um, I'm just glad that... Now, this might sound weird, as this is a Scooby-Doo spin-off series, but I'm glad that Scooby's not in this, because that does not give them a chance to ruin him. Could you imagine if Scooby was in an animated series like this? What in God's green earth, would they do to him? That poor dog. Oh, it would be a nightmare. So I'm glad he's out of it. You know, he's been saved. Other than that, um, yeah, this is a pretty bonkers week, guys. But um, I'll see you next time. Always, man. You know, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did in the making of it. Remember to stay dry and keep yourself very, very wide awake in this era of clown world where the crazy never stops. As always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Player.fm, iHeartRadio, BitChute, and more further down the line. This is us signing off for the week. Farewell, and until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>